Welcome to the Same Side Selling Podcast. I am your host, Ian Altman. Let's talk today about the biggest mistakes that organizations make when it comes to sales training. I see companies waste money all day long, time and time again, on sales training. And it seems odd that I'd be talking about that because I do a lot of training of organizations. I do a lot of work helping organizations to improve their skills. And what I want you to understand is that not every program is going to be the same. And the guidance I'm going to give you today is not about if I do the sales training. It's about if anyone does. Because if you spend money and you don't get results, then it hurts the entire industry. And it actually hurts your sales organization because then they start to think, well, I'm not going to do this sales training stuff because it was useless last time. So what I want to focus on is what are the biggest mistakes that people make? And then how do we ensure that sales training produces results for your organization? Because ultimately, that's what we're trying to get to, right? Let's say you went out and you took a golf lesson and the golf pro was teaching you a new way to play out of the bunker. So you were you were a golfer and you said, oh, I have a terrible time anytime the ball's in the sand. I don't have confidence and it just, I'm very inconsistent. I don't know what's going to happen. And you go to someone who's an amazing golf instructor and they teach you a new way to hit the ball out of the sand. And now they teach you that lesson and you practice it and you get it. So the last few shots you hit pretty good sand shot relatively close to the hole. And you think, wow, this is great. And now let's imagine that you don't pick up a club and you don't practice that same shot for a month. And now you're playing in a tournament with some people. Someone invited you to play in a tournament and your ball ends up in the sand. What do you do? My guess is you're not going to try that new shot. Why? Because you never practiced it. If you want to get top results for your team, take a look at the Same Side Selling Academy. Just visit samesideselling.com to learn more. So as you walk into the bunker, you think to yourself, well, I learned this new approach, but I haven't practiced it, so I don't feel comfortable with it, so I'm going to fall back on my old lousy swing that I know wasn't good, but at least I'm not going to make a fool of myself. Maybe I don't end up with a good outcome, but at least I know how to hit that shot. It's the same thing when it comes to sales education. Too often what happens is people say, oh, we have to do sales training, and they're checking a box that says, yep, that's our goal. We did the sales training. Instead, what you should be focused on is the following. And this is something that it took me a while to learn, which is when someone says, I want to train my team, I don't say, oh, that's great. The first thing I ask is, what is it that your team needs help with? Where are they getting stuck today? Where are the biggest obstacles that they're facing? What are those obstacles? And what do you think is the cause of those? Now, I often have an opinion about what causes those problems, but I want to get their perspective on what's working, what isn't working, because every organization does not need the exact same program. In fact, if you're an organization that's facing pricing pressure all the time, you should have a detailed discussion about pricing pressure. If you're not, like, for example, there's an organization I spoke with recently, they said, look, our pricing is set. We know that we could charge more. Our reps have no authority to change pricing whatsoever. Our price is our price. I think that's phenomenal. We don't need to spend a lot of time with that organization talking about pricing pressure because their reps don't have the authority to mess with it anyhow. 
So it's not a big issue for them. I don't care how good the facilitator, trainer, speaker is. If you don't practice, if you don't reinforce whatever you learn after you've had the training, you're not going to succeed. And why is that? Because we fall back on what we know. And when we get in a high pressure situation, we want to draw on the thing that we're most comfortable with. Salespeople often tell me, well, I don't have time to practice, or worse yet, it makes it uncomfortable. When I practice a role play with somebody else, it's uncomfortable. Of course it is, but you have a choice. You can either mess up when it actually costs you money with a real client, or you can make a mistake in the safety of your own company where you can actually get feedback and improve and learn something along the way. So don't fall into that trap of, oh, it's uncomfortable. It might be embarrassing with my colleague because guess what? They're going to be equally embarrassed when they make a mistake. And if you're not making mistakes, it's like when you learn how to ski. They always say, if you don't fall at all, you're not pushing yourself. Well, if you don't make mistakes at all, then you're probably not practicing real world scenarios. So top performers practice regularly. What does that mean? It doesn't mean you're practicing 20 hours a week. Who has time for that? but it does mean that top performers are practicing one hour a week. And when they're practicing, they're actually practicing real live scenarios. So my recommendation when you practice is to practice things like, okay, here's this client. Here are the types of things that are likely to come up. Now we wanna practice those scenarios. And each time I want you to give a different type of response the client might give and see how you deal with it. Now, my advice is that the first iteration, all you do is when you're done, whoever's playing the role of the salesperson should say, here's what I think I should have done differently. No one else should say a word. Let them critique themselves the first time out. Then other people can start giving them feedback. And my rule of thumb is you can identify two to one positive versus negatives. And ideally, if you have multiple people giving input, you want to give input that says, here are two things that I thought you did great. And here's one thing that you may want to consider doing differently. When you're the recipient of that feedback, your job is just to say, thank you. Internalize it, decide which of those things make sense for you, which one doesn't, and then practice again. The big mistake that I see in, in sales training is just comes back to the notion that people try and do the exact same model, the exact same course, no matter what the organization is. And what I find is that some organizations struggle to earn attention early in the process, and then they're fine. Other ones, they earn attention fine, but they don't qualify opportunities really well, so they spend too much time chasing the wrong opportunities. Other ones have trouble figuring out who should be involved. Other organizations struggle with, well, we get in and have a good conversation, but the client doesn't understand what happens if they don't solve this. They don't know what success looks like, so they have trouble getting things approved. These are each steps along the process. Some might say, well, we do a great job until we start talking about money and what things cost. Or we, we struggle with people because maybe they're not set up to handle what it is we would deliver, and that's what leads to stalled deals. It doesn't matter what you run into. The bottom line is you should pick a list of five or six things that are most important for your organization to overcome and focus on those things. Because guess what? If you get really good at addressing the five or six most common obstacles that you face, then sure, you might invest in training in the future, 
But now you're going to be dealing with things that are much smaller issues. So if we identified a way to deal with 80% of our problems, then all of a sudden we're just dealing with the 20% that's left over. Not a big deal. It's important to make sure that you're mentoring and that you're coaching people along the way. Because otherwise, when you're learning something new, think about it. If you learn that new golf swing and then you made a mistake with it and no one was there to coach you, you would start to build repetition and build comfort with the wrong swing. And so a coach will tell you, no, no, you don't want to do it this way. Here's a different way to handle that. Or, hey, I like that you did these two things right. Here's a, one way to get a better outcome. And then you start refining what you're doing. So the key to, is this. It doesn't matter who's doing the training. You want to make sure, step number one, you're focused on what are the five or six things that are our biggest problem area, and I want to focus on those topics. The second thing is you want to make sure you build a process for reinforcement that says, here's how we're going to practice this information, and you need to have some people on your team. It doesn't have to be an outside resource. It could be an expert internally who says, here are the things I'm noticing that we could be doing better and is coaching people through the process so you're not building bad habits. If you follow that process, when you invest in sales education, you'll actually end up with phenomenal results. But if you leave out one of those pieces, could be kind of perilous. If there are topics you'd like me to address, just drop me a note to ian at ianaltman.com, and I'll see you on the next episode of the Same Side Selling Podcast. Please be sure to subscribe on YouTube, wherever you get your favorite podcasts, and we'll see you next week. Thanks.